Hey, you're listening to Guad.Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, Advancing Equilibrium in the Midst of an Agitated World. It is an absolutely beautiful day here in Middle Tennessee. I'm recording this on April 10th, 2023, and I have a window that looks out to the front yard, and I see the verdant lawn and the verdant trees. That means green, and I tell you, everything is in bloom. It is a beautiful time here in Middle Tennessee. Hopefully someday you can make it our way. Anyway, this is Season 14, Episode 301, title, It's Time to Dance, Subtitle in the Steps of King David. The Christian denomination I grew up in did not have a schedule of certified do's or don'ts, but there was a global understanding that there are things the Christian does not do, and one of those things was dancing. I can remember the comedian Jerry Clower, who's now with the Lord, He was a well-known Christian comedian, kind of a Southern character, and he used to do a bit about the fact that the way in which people spoke about dancing and speaking against it in itself was a deterrent to dancing because he would say that you better not be dancing, and it was always percussive and really hard and kind of put a scare in you. But let me ask you something. Why do people dance? Dancing can be a highly enjoyable and meaningful activity that serves a variety of purposes for different people. Number one, socialization. Dancing is often done in a social context, such as at parties, weddings. People may dance as a way to interact with others and build relationships. How about celebration? Dancing is often a part of cultural and religious celebrations. People may dance to express joy, gratitude, or spiritual connection. Self-expression, dancing can be a way to express emotions, creativity, and individuality. People may dance as a form of artistic expression or to release pent-up emotions. Exercise, absolutely. Dancing is a fun and engaging form of physical activity that can improve cardiovascular health, strength, and flexibility. But dancing is also a competitive sport in many cultures with competitions ranging from informal dance-offs to highly choreographed performances. How about cultural tradition? Many cultures have traditional dance forms that are passed down through generations. You may not realize this, but dancing was also a part of the Hebrew culture in the Old Testament. There are several passages in the Bible where people danced. Here are just a few examples. Exodus chapter 15, verses 20-21, it says, Then the prophetess Miriam, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women came out following her, with tambourines and dancing. Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. He has thrown the horse and its rider into the sea. Miriam is the one in Exodus chapter 2 that's mentioned here who had watched over baby Moses as he floated in a basket in the Nile River until God caused Pharaoh's daughter to find him, which ended up resulting in saving Moses' life from being murdered with the rest of the children that the Pharaoh had ordered to be killed. And then, as God would have it, decades later, she lived to see that same Moses grow up to be the deliverer of the Israelites. After the miraculous deliverance God gave all his people who crossed the waters of the Red Sea, she led the Hebrew women in singing, dancing, and playing drums after crossing the Red Sea. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 14 and 15 says that David was dancing with all his might before the Lord, wearing a linen ephod. He and the whole house of Israel for bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of the ram's horn. Psalm 149 says, Hallelujah! Sing to the Lord a new song, His praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel celebrate its maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. 
Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with tambourine and lyre. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 4 says that there is a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Luke chapter 15 verse 25, talking about the return of the prodigal son, it says, Now his older son was in the field. As he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. Dancing was a part of worship and celebration in ancient times and was considered a way to express joy and gratitude to God. My friend, we need to move counterintuitive to the grief and sadness that grips our nation and come to our senses and celebrate the eternal victory that's in Jesus Christ. My friend, it's time to dance. It's time for us to go out, put on our favorite feel-good music from our teenage era, turn it up loud, and celebrate being alive in our Father's world. Go to your stereo, go to your radio, put on your headphones and plug in your iPhone and listen to that music and celebrate. Because my friend, I still remind you, like the old hymn says, this is my father's world. This is our father's world. And when I say dance, I mean in every way, mentally, physically, and spiritually. I have put together a special YouTube link that you can find only in the show notes. Take that, let it lift you up, celebrate, cut loose, be happy, and rejoice in the Lord. But by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit of God, we must remind ourselves daily that if we know Jesus as our Savior, we are not the ones who are in trouble on this earth. All of the acting out we presently see going on unchecked, it appears unchecked in the moment, is evidence of the sense of urgency and time compression the evildoers feel in their zeal to eradicate all thoughts of God. And why are they wanting to do that? Because they sense in their spirits the pursuit of the righteous, holy God of creation closing in on their backs as they seek to run wild, unhinged, on their tornadic, cyclonic, hellion ride to the lake of fire, their eternal place of torment for all eternity. Now, perhaps you might sense some glee in my voice as I say these things. Keep in mind, dear people, I am not happy about this, but we can find encouragement that for those people who are bent on turning their backs on God, and running wild, that God is not going to let it go unchecked, and that on their wild, unhinged ride, their tornadic, cyclonic, hellion ride to the lake of fire, their eternal place of torment for all eternity, that God's going to take care of this thing. I've heard several news commentators lately refer to the ideology that is driving the actions of these hate mongers as their theology. Isn't that interesting? They're dead on. The world system that is strategically zeroed in on the pursuit of dismantling everything we know as happy and successful culture is a religion. I find it fascinating that key commentators are sniffing this truth out. These evildoers are seeking to salve their scarred souls that cry out to them often about how wrong and wayward they are. Let me repeat that again. These people that are evildoers in their hearts their hearts are against God and they're not going to heaven. They're bound for an eternal judgment in hell. They're seeking to salve their scarred souls that cry out to them, to themselves, often about how wrong and wayward they are. Now, the Bible does say in the book of Romans that the mind can become seared and scarred to the point to where it can't move, it can't flex, like the heartbeat can't beat well if you've had scarred heart tissue from a heart attack. In the same way, the Bible says that the brain can happen. The mind can become so scarred from damaged thinking 
that it no longer responds and re- reacts to the promptings of God. But my friend, keep in mind, just because people that are doing evil appear to be unhinged without any type of moral compass inside, the Holy Spirit is calling out to them and saying, you're wrong, you're wavered, you need to stop, you need to turn back, and this plagues them. And so by their vibrant and violent and aggressive actions, they are seeking to salve their scarred souls that's crying out to themselves. But friend, God extends the offer of salvation to all. We were all dead in trespasses and sin when Jesus saved us. Yes, we go the extra mile. We turn the other cheek. We stand up for righteousness sake. We protect the widow and the orphan. We give a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. We walk in obedience to Christ. We're salt and light in this fallen world. We pray for people who persecute us, for they know not what they do. And we dance. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace. Peace.